All right. Welcome back to another episode of Spice After Dark, ladies and germs. <laughs> I am your gratuitous and half-drunk host, Jacob Benson. Joining me here today is the lovely Brendan Merkel, who's got his glasses and headset on, looking real cute as usual. Brendan, we got a packed, packed, packed show. Just kidding, actually. Uh, so actually, guys, so we're going to do our owns and dubs, as usual, bringing that stuff back. I love doing them. Brendan loves doing them. I'm actually prepared this time. We're going to throw in some Olympic sports. It's pretty topical right now. USA, baby. We're going to talk about the NFL as well. We actually got a nice little segment containing the NFC East. Are Brendan and I going to shit on them? We'll see, right? And then after that, guys, we got what sport should not be in the Olympics. I'm excited. I know Brendan is. Let's get to it. And it is officially Wednesday night. I apologize to our viewers who were probably expecting a show last week. Um, I'm sure as many of you know from the week before that I was moving out of my apartment in Lincoln. And everybody knows that moving is probably the worst possible thing that can cause stress on the human body, aside oh, yeah. from divorces and job changes. So, Brennan, how was your week, man? I just, I, I'm so happy to see your face. I really did miss you last week. And I missed just talking into the old microphone. I know. It, it was a long week in between uh, recording, but I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. What are you, uh, what are you sipping on tonight? Um, since I'm still not going to be doing uh, the name things, I'm actually drinking. Uh, okay, it's Jack Daniels on the rocks, guys. As you know, <laughs> oh my gosh. about That's basically not even a name. It's just like a, it's just such a universal drink that it doesn't it's really matter. John Danny. <laughs> no, but uh, so as you guys know, I am doing that beer cleanse. So I'm not trying to sound like a complete asshole about it because I know I definitely am whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on a cleanse. I'm on a cleanse. I'm doing all this cool stuff in my body. No, but guys, seriously, a nice whiskey on the rocks after you come home from a long ass nine to five. Like that shit is it's gas, I will say. Brennan, what are you drinking tonight? Or do you not have anything prepared? I didn't see you have anything when we were doing our pre-meeting. Yeah, so I haven't cracked it yet, but I got oh. a nice little IPA waiting for me. I just ate dinner. so. I'm a little full have? right now. I uh, I had some breakfast. I had just cooked breakfast. up some eggs. Uh, yeah, some hash browns. You know, something something easy for tonight. College but, tendencies never die, Brandon. You could take. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big time breakfast for any meal type of person. It's uh, probably my favorite combinations of foods. You could, I mean, pancakes. You know, you got uh, eggs, sausage, anything breakfast. I'm all for it. As soon as you said sausage, just kind of in that way you said it, I honestly thought of that video that was going around like our senior year of high school, like the eggs, bacon, grits, sauce, so like that sausage wrap that like blew up on Vine. Oh my gosh. I like vaguely, it's like in the deepest like void the of my uh, memories in my brain. I yeah, barely... no, dude. I'm literally the king of jogging memories. I need to stop. <laughs> literally. I'm much more, Brennan always tells me kind of after he listens to the show, like, hey, you're saying this a lot. It's really funny, but you keep saying it. Like when I say absolutely or 100% or literally, like it, I'm starting to even notice it too. So now I'm self-conscious about it. It's all right, man. I probably do the same thing and you just need to, you need to call me out too. Okay. I will. I'll call you out on the show. Thank we'll, you. we'll spice that up a little bit. All right, Brennan, let's get into our biggest owns and dubs though. So starting off, so I'm going to start off with an own here. 
All right. I think USA basketball is choking in the Olympics. Now, here's the thing. This is not the dream team, Brennan. This is not. You put a bunch of guys who are really good at basketball. Yeah, yeah, they shine on their teams. They shine in their outlets. When they're in their own spotlight, they're like, I've run this shit. I'm the mayor of the Los Angeles Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets, yada, yada, yada. But when you guys, when you put all of them onto the same team and you just get clashing egos, they end up losing to freaking France, like on a Sunday morning. It's just, it's so dumb. Like USA basketball is, um, I'm trying, I'm not going to say garbage because those players individually made the team for a reason. But seriously, those guys could not know how to play. I honestly thought they were, when they, when they were losing all those pre, like preseason games, I honestly thought they were playing a quote unquote flu games and they were just like hung over off their ass the entire time. But no, then they actually got put onto the court and they lose. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's very weird. Um, I mean, you look at their roster on for USA, you got like Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, which are like right there. That's like two of like, you could argue top five players in the NBA right there. So it's like, Facts. yeah. And then you add in like, uh, Devin Booker and these guys, uh, Chris Middleton, dudes do, who just won the NBA uh, championship. So it's like you got the guys that are at the top of the best league in the entire world, and they're losing to like Pau Gasol and uh, actually Pau Gasol's Spain, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but they did. I saw they beat up on uh, uh, I think it was Iraq uh, the other day. They almost doubled their points. Um, <laughs> well. The only people that I know that play basketball in Iraq are U.S. soldiers. So, yeah, not the first time the U.S. Uh, beat up on Iraq. Am I right? Yeah, they must have said they had oil on their team, or they had, like just a guy with like the last name Oil or something, or Oil's in the last name. And the U.S. is just like, all right, this is ours now. Yeah. All right, fun. but uh, my first dub. Uh, speaking of basketball, I had uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, they won the championship, the yeah, NBA yeah, championship. Yeah. They were the victors of the finals. But uh, yeah, since we didn't have our show last week, we weren't able to uh, go into depth on that. We're still not going to go into depth on it, but um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for the bucks. Honestly. Um, I think Giannis, he, he deserved, a, deserved a win. I, I think he proved a lot of people wrong. A lot of uh, folks in the sports media uh, realm thought that you know his only chance of winning a championship was to join a super team elsewhere and people called him the the robin and said that you know he was the the pippin needed his jordan so uh it's pretty cool the the stat line that he put up in the finals was like ridiculous you know i think he he averaged around like like 34 points per game like 13 rebounds like five assists and he also had like five blocks in one of the uh, closing games of the finals. So dude just was a monster and, and their post game celebrations, all the parades and Giannis ordering uh, 50 um, chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A to in celebration of his 50 point game was. How was many do you sweet. think he actually ate? Sorry to cut you off. Dude. I mean, a seven foot athlete. I'm sure he, I'm sure he burned all those calories off already with, or obviously already that was like a week ago, but like within hours of him eating it, I'm sure all those calories were turned into like muscle or poop. No, because you know, I ate 60 Burger King chicken nuggets, not to toot my own horn here, but I just wanted to think like, there's a guy who literally has to be on like keto for eight months out of the year, 
like if he if you put him against fifty Chick Fil A chicken nuggets, Vernon, not Wendy's, not McDonald's chicken nuggets, Chick Fil A chicken nuggets, the genuine stuff. Could he do it? But I think he did. It's true. His body might have gone into shock or something. I saw that probably. But I do know this. He also broke a lot of records as far as how many water bottles the man could drink in a single night. I thought that video of him on Twitter where he was just going and just like, oh, hey, look at all this water. And he's just grabbing like just the – Yeah, he's like filling up a trash bag with water. That's something I would do, honestly, too. So let me get to another dub real quick. Brennan, you know what comes out this Friday? I did, but I forgot. Outer Banks Season 2, my friend. Now, a lot of people – this was a pretty controversial show. It was either you hate the show or you absolutely love it. And I'm on one of the stand wagons. So basically I'm just excited to see what happened to John B and Sarah Cameron. As soon as they, did I say Cameron? I meant Cameron. But as soon as they washed up the shores in Bahamas, bro, they had, that was a very climactic uh, end of season one last year. Their dad's a bastard and he manipulated my thoughts and feelings. I like the guy. I was heartbroken when he became just a greedy little, greedy little guy. And so I'm just, I'm very excited to see what's going on. I'm actually going to have to rewatch season one just to kind of make sure I'm up to speed. Not that I forgot anything. I just want to make sure that like I'm going into this just with that mindset. Every time a new Star Wars thing comes out, I have to watch literally every single Star Wars thing just to get in the mindset. Oh, it's a Star Wars show? No, no God, Brennan. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch it. You just spoke in like ancient Mayan hieroglyphics to me. I have no idea what. Do you not remember a single is. John B meme from last <laughs> summer? John B. Oh, for God's sakes. Never mind. Never mind. Maybe I don't know. Dude. I thought I don't you keep were up educated. With the lingo. I thought you were was educated. It, okay. Was a this a TikTok trend? No, it takes place. Actually, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a show <laughs> that takes place um, in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and it's like almost like a, like a treasure hunt show. It's very interesting to watch. I think a lot of people that do listen, I think I think our viewers would like it if a lot of them aren't watching them already. But yeah, honestly, <clears> good show. Definitely worth checking out. I'm excited. All right. Um, sorry, sorry for assuming that you watched. It. Uh, so another dub. I'll just go another. I'll go positive again. Um, so today, actually, Kyrie Irving he helped uh, fund and build a solar water center in Pakistan uh, that's providing over a thousand Pakistanians access to clean water um, for farming, drinking, whatever. But you know, just honestly, just an all-around great guy move. Absolutely. Um, and I. Like, I love seeing stuff like this, and and I hate saying stuff like this, but, you know, Kyrie, like, the media has really made us want to hate Kyrie Irving for so long. Yeah. Like, he's been, like, in the negative spotlight of the media for a long time. And honestly, like, I don't, like, I really don't think you can hate him anymore. Like, even if he does think the earth is flat, it's, you know. <laughs> you know what I hate? Huh. Or at least hate to say. Huh. Sacrifice my own life for Pakistan. <laughs> There's a TikTok trend for you. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me get to another one real quick. Kanye West album Donda, 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 Donda. named after his mother. Donda was inevitably delayed once again. I was waiting up patiently. I waited till after midnight. I'm already stressed as hell from this move in Lincoln. I'm waiting for midnight for this thing to drop because, you know, I'm a Kanye West guy and it doesn't happen. I was like, this is. This was Yandi back in 2019. Like, it's the same shit. It just never dropped. It never dropped. So, and then I, because I thought this was legit. Everyone's hyping it up at good music. And he's having this watch party. And Kim Kardashian was there. I was like, oh, I approve this. Even though he's talking about me for probably three-fourths of the album. If she can even do that math. Thank you. And 
I'm just, I'm so pissed that it didn't drop right in. And I looked it up because I've been doing research on it every single day, or I guess until I found out this, that it's not supposed to drop to like August 6th now. I saw that. So next, How next annoying Friday. Is that? How annoying it's is that? It's definitely annoying. And I, I saw that he's currently residing in uh, the Atlanta Falcons stadium. Oh my God. Yeah. One. You saw that room picture. It literally, I, I, it was like a prison cell. It literally looked like a prison cell. <laughs> that was what college apartments like look like for guys, just minus the flags and jerseys hung up on the wall. Hey, I mean, that's what it takes, though. Like, that's how you differentiate the great ones from the rest of them. So, yeah, I, I respect Kanye, but at the same time, like, dude's a freak. So, need some help. <laughs> he definitely needs some help. <clears throat> All right. Uh, dipping back into some Olympics talk. Um, and, my third own or third dub that I got was 17 year old Lydia Jacoby from Alaska won the gold in the women's hundred meter breaststroke. Um, pretty electric. They showed a cam of all like the Alaskan supporters from back home. Um, <laughs> just so them. heartwarming. No, it was actually a, it was a, you're right though. I didn't even think about that. It was a lot of people. And it was probably everyone. It was probably the whole population. It was probably um, just like moose and bears just in human costumes. Yeah, exactly. So the moment she won, though, like when she, you know, when all the swimmers like touch the edge and they like turn around to see like who finished where, like it, it like the face she made when she saw she finished first was like awesome. So heartwarming. Honestly, like gives me goosebumps thinking about it. The Olympics are for like just sweet moments you know, like that, just heartwarming stuff. Yeah, I bet you you start sweating when the national anthem plays now. Uh, okay, so another one of my dubs, actually. I, so I can go two directions with this. I can go the Alaska direction, or I can go the Olympics direction. I'll let you choose. The uh, Alaska direction. All righty, Brennan. I actually just saw this. So the news came out um, this week. So there was a gentleman who was unidentified by the Coast Guard. So they, I guess his ID was not taken. But the Coast Guard found a man on a shack outside of like a very remote mining community in Alaska, like in the tundra of Alaska. Uh, apparently an area where grizzly bears are very prevalent. Now, the gentleman stated, or when the Coast Guard found him, he had like bruises and scratch marks like throughout his entire body. And he was just like his legs were like taped up. And so his story was that, he had been hunted by either a bear or a small pack of grizzly bears for, for like a week straight. Like it was basically survival of the fittest. Now, when you think of the movie, the Revenant, this is basically it, it almost exactly, except the fact that it wasn't freezing cold the entire time. And he didn't have to shove himself in a dead uh, horse or anything like that. But even the article stated uh-huh. that he was like super low on ammunition. Uh, he had like no food left to go. Like he was, he, the man was, he was, he was KO'd. Right. And then the Coast Guard went and found him. But I'm just like, why would bears literally hunt this man for like a week straight? But honestly, props to this guy for just literally getting that victory royale against the bears. I mean, the last one, like the last man standing, dude. Like, I thought that was just one of the hypest stories ever. Yeah, animals are fed up with our shit. The guy was just chilling. (laughs) The guy was literally just chilling. He wasn't even mining. He was there just literally hanging out. Yeah. Well, hey. I'm glad, glad he's alive and hopefully well. He was like in his fifties too. So honestly, like good for him for being able to keep the stamina. I'm not ageist at all, but still that just seems really sketch. Well, uh, speaking of age, my first own that I got 
is the M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Shyamalan. The memes about his new movie called Old, um, which I guess is about a beach that makes everybody age super fast. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen this, uh, the trailers. Yeah, so, you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't really spoil it. But, you know, my guess is that, you know, people people get old in the movie. So, but the the, the memes have been pretty funny on Twitter. So, um, I don't know. I just wanted to do a little, uh, you know, current events, uh, trying to stay hip with the trends. So, but apparently you know, not what, Outer Banks. No, not that one. I didn't know about that at all, actually. It's okay. I forgive you. I, I, what, I pardon you. Schindler's List. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, did you have more about that? Uh, n- not about that. No. Okay. So let me get into my last on real quick. Brennan, why are the green Bay Packers a Kardashian sister? <laughs> this is this team slash organization is a hot mess. My brother, like seriously, they cannot. It is such an inconsistent relationship with Aaron Rodgers. He wants to leave. He's going to play. He wants to leave again. Devontae Adams wants to leave too. And he doesn't like, and then he comes. He wants to come back and play too. Like it's just, it's such. I don't even know what the word for it is, bro. It's craziness. This, this team is a madhouse, man. That thing just needs to shut down. That team is an experiment, and we need to cancel it. I just think yeah. the Packers should just be done, man. I I want Aaron Rodgers to not play anymore. First of all, this is definitely his last year with that team. So even if you have to suffer one more year with the Chicago Bears, be like playing Aaron Rodgers, because you know he's still going to try. At least you know this is the last one. Or at least you'll be seeing him twice a year. Yeah, there's been a lot of cryptic messages um, on Aaron Rodgers' side and on Devontae Adams' side. Um, obviously, as we've gone over it in past shows, uh, we both keep close tabs on the Green Bay Packers, especially this offseason, just with everything that's been going on. But, I mean, yeah. it sounds like that um, you know Rodgers is coming back this next season to play for the Packers – solely because they're restructuring his contract. So then next year he'll be able to choose wherever he wants to play. So it won't be great. Sounds back. like the only reason why he's, he's back playing. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think next year he, you know, he might not play for the Packers, but I was so happy and looking forward to this season, not seeing him in a Packers. Season. I knew it was coming. I mean, I, we knew if it wasn't, if nothing happened by now, I figured that he was going to come back to the Packers. I mean, there's no way this guy's retiring. You just won MVP. So um, I am a little heartbroken, pretty sad. But, um, yeah, the the Packers are – they would have been crazy to not, like, you know, negotiate with him and get him back for this season. So He literally – so he won MVP, but he is Green Bay's most valuable asset at this point. He can, like – honestly, I don't think Green Bay try hard enough to keep this man happy. No, they didn't. I mean, and that's what happens when you have a group of investors rather than a single owner of a team. That's just when that's when interests get conflicted with, man. And that's just that is why, true. Like, I had had Green Bay had like one single owner, like a concrete ownership that wasn't just investors, dude. That man would have been smooth sailing. Hell, his family might even still talk to him, or vice versa. True. That's why, like, when I first saw the news, <clears throat> somebody broke it, as in somebody close to Aaron Rodgers said he was coming back. And I was just like, that's cap. Cause there's nobody, he, no one's close to him. He's yeah. got nobody close to him. Uh, no who's, one loves his, him. who's his fia- uh, girlfriend that you simp over? 
Oh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. She, See, she like, likes him enough, but I think yeah, she, she has – I think it's one of those um, – what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you know the term I'm looking for when you're uh, kind of like a hostage. Arranged marriage? No, like know. you fall in love with your captor. There's a whole word for it. <laughs> that sounds messed up, but and I could see it. It's a real thing. I mean, I, I, at first when I saw that, I was like, oh. Stockholm she, Syndrome, that's what it is. I was like, oh, she's like, she's like 22 and he's like 40. And they're really, they're actually like only like two or three years apart. And I was yeah. like, wow, okay. Well, Maybe I, Maybe I don't know too much. If any model has a skincare routine such as myself, then we're always going to look young until we're like probably 80. So that's fair. All right. Might just so, start my own. Oh yeah. Let me get to my last one. I apologize. Oh, uh, I thought that was dude, your last. My bad. I could honestly start a whole podcast about my skincare routine. It's insane. Okay. So my last dub. Brent. Please don't. So my last dub is USA volleyball. They swept China, oh, get the yeah. brooms out. Honestly, that was just a feel-good win. China's our global rival at the moment. And honestly, I just that was basically – I wouldn't call it the, the miracle on the court. Like, it's not like USA versus Russia, 1980 Winter Olympics. But uh, that was just – that was such a feel-good win. Honestly, like, volleyball is such an underrated sport. Even in Nebraska, like, yes, that was one of the three sports that you had to pay to go see if you were a student. But still, like, that is just – it is so crazy how underrated the actual sport of volleyball is. Like, there should be a professional league for it. I would watch it. It's so fun. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, like, the volleyball team, like you said, for Nebraska, since we went to school there, won, like, two national championships. And won, or they, they, were, they made it to one and whatever. But they, they won, like, three in the past um, – how many years under their coach right now. So, um, I mean that John cook, John cook, there's his name. Um, but yeah, Olympics, like you don't hear about that happening. All you hear about is, you know, basketball losing, you know, you hear about the major, major stuff. Um, I'm talking about Olympic sports, but, um, yeah. So, oh yeah. But for Nebraska, you don't hear Like if you're a Nebraska fan, you hear about volleyball, obviously. But if you're outside of Nebraska, you don't hear about it at all. You don't know. Um, so, yeah, you're right, though. That's the first thing I thought of. I was just like, when you mentioned that, I was like, I didn't even know USA Volleyball won because just nobody talks about it. So I wish – I do wish – volleyball is, like, such an insane sport. Like, if you're there watching it, it's, like, incredible. Everybody, like, the stakes always feel so high. All mm-hmm. the matches always seem so close. Like, it's, it's an insane sport, and I definitely think more people need to watch it. Dude, honestly, yeah, you get whiplash. Like, so I was blessed to be able to go to all those home games for Nebraska and get paid to go and, you know, film them. But, dude, honestly, you get whiplash in your neck from, like, watching the ball go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's like watching table tennis, but they're using their hands and the ball's a lot bigger and it's just a lot faster. But, um, yeah. seriously. So, good for USA Volleyball. I'm rooting for y'all. Good job, ladies. All right, Brennan. That's good. Oh, I sorry, got go a few more things. Um, so – some more owns real quick. So the big 12 is getting ramshackled right now. Uh, everyone wants out, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, obviously um, have been the main, main culprits wanting out. They want to join the sec. Uh, now Kansas wants out of the big 10. Uh, everybody else probably would rather, you know, have the pac 12 or something. Um, so, I mean, the conference itself, I think is like, it's extremely pissed at ESPN in the SEC because I think they think there's like foul play involved, you know, wanting to beef up that SEC for 
you know, make it a super conference, whatever, uh, which is probably true. It's every, probably what, go sorry, ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but every power five conference or the big 12, like liquidate is going to be a super conference. <laughs> yeah. And, and I honestly like, but I do think like big 12s, like they're, their time is lingering because, you know, we've seen how much of kind of a buzzkill they've been this off season, just in like, you know, making dumb rules and shit. So honestly, I'm fine with it, but I don't, I don't, I'm a little torn on the idea of like a super sec, you know, I like if some teams from like the big 10, like say like Ohio state or Michigan were to leave and join like the sec, all those guys, I don't know how excited I would be about that. Yeah, and I actually heard um, – so I, I think should Oklahoma and Texas, like, officially join the SEC, I think Alabama is going to go to the SEC East. And I think that would be honestly be really cool to see, like, just an actual, like, full-blown rivalry between Alabama and Florida. Because Auburn's not going to get moved for some reason. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I still hope the Iron Bowl happens because I'm not even an SEC fan, aside from, you know, watching the Mizzou game every now and then. But, dude, watching the, the Iron Bowl one. Okay. <laughs> Vanderbilt, I guess. Okay, easy guy. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. But watching the Iron Bowl is like one of the most electric games to watch in college football. I agree. And honestly, the SEC is so much fun to watch. And it always usually comes down to SEC teams in the playoffs. So I, I would be – I guess I'd be fine with, you know, watching some of these teams play each other a little more often in the regular season. So you're not just seeing like – Alabama just beat the shit out of like awful teams. So, right. um, so I guess I, I might be kind of for it, but yeah. I'm still torn on it. All right. But then the other big own that I have um, just cause it's like the biggest thing in the news right now regarding the Olympics was uh, Simone Biles withdrawing from all of the um, gymnastics events. Uh, she withdrew from the team one. And I think now all of her individual ones, she is not going to participate in. Okay. Um, I actually was health. curious if she was, I know for a fact she was done with team <laughs> stuff. I didn't, I, I thought she was still scheduled to do individual. So thank you for filling me in on that. Yeah. I, that came out today that, yeah, she officially backed out of the individual events. Um, and honestly, like that's okay. Like, I'm not really going to argue about this. Um, and cause I'd say for the most part, you know, the support has been fairly positive. Um, obviously there's been some just awful takes on the matter. Um, but you know, there are some people out there, you know, people who standing straight up and bending over cannot touch their, cannot even touch their own toes that are saying like, you know, Simone Biles is a shame to America and all this stuff because she is like stepping down for mental health um, issues. So like, let me get this straight. Like Simone Biles doesn't owe any of us anything. Doesn't know right. any, like she doesn't owe anyone anything. She's already won gold for America in literally every single competition she's been in since like 2016. So, you know, for some, like, these athletes all train their ass off for four years to get to this moment. You know, I think they know when something isn't right. Um, you know, when, cause why would you American, back out of that? Huh? Cause like, why would you back out of that willingly if you didn't have some kind of pressing yeah, issue? That was yeah, exactly. Important. I don't like, we, we aren't allowed to question it. Uh, like when average guys like us, like when I'm working out me, an average person, like sometimes I'll get distracted, you know, during a rep or something, and sometimes that rep gets like fucked up because I'm distracted and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, and I like, I'm 
don't want to hurt myself. So, you know, you, you stop it and start over. But now imagine you're swinging and twisting yourself across bars, 20 feet in the air in front of a billion people. Like you can't do that. You can't just stop a rep and like start over. So, I mean, if you're not in that right mindset and then you mess that up, you know, that, that could be a broken neck. And in the end of it, the USA won silver. Like, come on, people. We literally won silver. So that's still excellent. I would say, like, cheer on these girls for what they did rather than just being, like, an incel, you know? Absolutely. And, Brennan, minus five points to you for not using a spotter when you're lifting, man. See, I work out alone. I work out much better alone. So (laughs) I don't need any help. Yeah, so I I just don't like, you know, having to wait – on other people to like in between you know sets so i guess that's also just not the best way to do some workouts but like 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 uh benching yeah i probably should be using a a spotter because sometimes i'm i struggle very hard but yeah you want to spot me squatting that depends what you eat for dinner Am I gonna be? Am I gonna be getting full sniff or like? Am I gonna wow. be? Is it gonna be clean? Wow, I think it's. Uh, I think it's football time, huh? <laughs> Honestly, though, Miami, my workouts are just pelotons. I'm just listening to Kendall Tool say "wet ass peloton" for 30 minutes while I'm like sweating and like my legs are shaking and I'm walking like Darth Vader up my stairs. Um, that's just a horrible visual that I don't like in my mind. <laughs> Wet ass Peloton. All right. But seriously, so let's get to uh, football then, my bro. Yes, sir. Football season is almost upon us. Uh, I think teams are already reporting to training camps right now. Um, The NFL preseason, I think, when does that begin? Two weeks? Less than two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just right around the corner. Um, Jacob and I are going to be getting back to talking about what we talk about the best and that is nfl football by far everybody's had to um stick with us and just listen to us talk about things we don't know very well at all for the past few months (laughs) we've done a great job improvising considering that literally so we've had this show longer for the off season than we had it for regular season you're right right. yeah because we're this is our 24th episode and literally only our first eight or nine were had football, like had actual in-season NFL content counting the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think the, the buildup to the season is like, is just as much fun than the regular season, you know, yeah. that because one, then once the season happens, then the bears actually start to play and then, you know, then they suck and the hope is always better than the actual reward. So exactly. Uh, at least for me. But so today, we are talking about one of the best divisions in the entire NFL. In asterisks. Um, in asterisks. But it is the NFC East. NFC Beast. My bad. Um, which actually, looking at the division last year, um, had some of the worst records. It, none of the teams, all four teams in the NFC East, None of them had a winning record. Nope. They, they did produce a uh, playoff team with the Washington football team, but none of the teams had a winning record last year. So, right on. Um, Jacob, which, uh, which team do you want to just 
go at it. So I was actually just about to dive in here. So I actually read today that the Dallas Cowboys were projected to be the leaders of the NFC East during the 2021 season. Now, here's why. We got a healthy Dak coming back. I don't know how that uh, synergy between him and Mike McCarthy is going to be. We also got Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, pardon me, guys. I've had a few too many tonight. uh, Who's, you know, I think he's determined to come back and actually, you know, do the job. Because we know Mm -hmm. that he had – like a pretty he he rushed for less than a thousand yards in 15 games yeah he was he was brutal last year exactly he he also was looking a little uh like his jersey was fitting a little snug uh sometimes so all right you know what brennan you and i can't talk about that because like look at us like we're hey i just want to say i'm down eight pounds in a month just want to say that right now i'm i'm feeling like zeke oh good for you bro Thank you. Uh, But yeah, how about we we can just start with the the Cowboys then. Um, So last year they were six and 10. Um, The first first five games was with Dak. Well, he went down in game five with that horrible, horrible ankle injury. Right. Um, So yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't watch that video. I mean, it is, it is just brutal. But before that, you know, he was he was a early MVP candidate before the season. And he was honestly, he was playing like an MVP up until that game. You know, he had three three games with 450 yards passing or, or more. QB rating over 90 in all four of those full games. Um, you know, he's still young. I mean, hopefully he'll be back fully healthy. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, I think that offense – is just capable of being sweet. Well, here's the thing. I totally agree that that offense is capable to do a great many things. Well, I shouldn't say great because I'm not even a huge fan of the Cowboys personally, but all biases aside, Brennan, mm-hmm. they got to stay healthy. I mean, just in this offseason, at least six of their starters have had some kind of surgery or have to expect rehab of some kind before the season starts. Like, these guys just got to stay healthy. Why? Like, Amari Cooper, for instance, he just had an ankle surgery as well. He's going to be on the pup list starting out too. But, you know, I guess Mike McCarthy's confident. Defensive tackle, Tristan Hill. Offensive tackle, Mitch, Mitch Hyatt. So, they had some bad effing knee, like knee injuries too. So, I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, you got Dak coming back from that ankle injury as well, too. But, yeah, so speaking of injuries, um, you mentioned some offensive ones. Um, their defense was actually, like, very, very ridden down last year, and they were really bad. Um, but, you know, they they just brought in Dan Quinn, actually, as their right. defensive coordinator from Atlanta. Um, you know, he previously he earned his head coaching position by his defensive resume. Um you know, won a Super Bowl as the D.C. in Seattle a few years ago. Um, I mean, to be fair, if you compared that Seahawks squad to this Cowboys squad he's obtaining, the, the differences can't be ignored. I mean, positionally, the Legion of Boom uh, was <laughs> very superior good. in every single position, uh, except like maybe Randy Gregory or something. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Cowboys, they just signed Malik Hooker uh, from the Colts whose career in the NFL, you know, it's been kind of underwhelming, but um, he's also kind of been injured a lot. Uh, same with Leighton Vander Esch, their um, linebacker that uh, they drafted with like their mid first round pick that everyone was like, who is this guy? Um, then he came into the league firing, but he's been really streaky, had a lot of injuries. Um, they drafted mostly 
defense uh, in order to get some depth behind some of these guys. They got that Penn State, Micah Parsons, uh, to join the line, linebacker core. I'm not a huge Parsons guy, but, you know, I think it gives them some solid depth. But I, I really think the, the key is, yeah, if this, if this squad can just stay healthy and they can start kind of clicking, I mean, few teams have a comparable wide receiver trio as the Cowboys. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, like that's a crazy squad. I'm, I really think that CeeDee Lamb is going to have just like a breakout year. He's such a dog. Um, then yeah, then you still have Zeke that you can hand it off to whenever you want. So absolutely, um, it's oh, it's all it. it's all up to the if if the team can click or if they don't. But uh, okay. what what's your prediction then? What do you think uh, as far as what the record's going to be? Yeah, because right now the Vegas line has them at nine and a half, which is the pretty heavy favorite uh, in the NFC East. Okay, so I mean I'm going to put in some factors here. So. Assuming Dak Prescott stays healthy, like if he keeps that in, like that angle safe the entire season, right? He doesn't let a single single linebacker or defensive tackle come in and swipe that shit from him. If he doesn't get got, I think they're definitely at least going to have a positive record, especially if their offense can stay healthy, if Ezekiel Elliott can perform, if Amari Cooper stays healthy as well. Like a lot of his offensive weapons, if they can stay healthy and stay highly performing and like actually get to their goals they want to get to this year, I definitely can see the Dallas Cowboys going, uh, gosh, I want to say, I want to say 10 and seven, realistically speaking. Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm the same way. And it is so weird having to think about team records with the um, 17 games, uh, 18 week season. Um, I had to think about that too. I know it's really, really weird and I hate it, but um, I it, like this, like we said, the offense is capable of putting up 35 plus points per game. So, I mean, without if the a defense, doubt. yeah, with, if the defense can keep it together, that's the big question. So barring injuries, you know, I'll definitely take the over of nine and a half wins. I think, I think the Cowboys do have a strong chance of coming out on top of the NFC East. Um, should we uh, should we play some money on that right now? Should we? Which which part? Should we like? Because we kind of agreed. I, oh no, no! I'm just saying. Should you and I both go on a on a betting side and like take the over for Cowboy wins? Oh, I'm down. Should we short Vegas? Yeah, we we should. Um, no, I've been I I've been just trying to get money. Um, in my um, like DraftKings and Bovada accounts before the this NFL season comes, mm-hmm. been betting on just random golfers to win tournaments, like one dollar to win like thirty five, just like these obscure guys, the dudes with the like worst odds to win or best odds, I should say, because they give you the most money if they do. And I haven't been super successful, so um, we'll see. But no, I'm definitely looking to. Gamble, gamble a lot in this NFL season. On God, I think that odds makers literally just guess. They just say, if I'm right, I'm right. Whatever. Dude, I I am always just so in awe of how good they are, though, at the jobs they do because like the over unders are always so close, especially mm-hmm. college football over unders. It's like insane. It is because like a lot of people, like especially when they're so close, watching people lose some of those bets, like you know when they can afford it, and people that don't have gambling addictions, 
uh, when they when they lose those bets because it's so close. I'm just like Vegas wins again, baby. Yeah, but still, exactly. I mean, but there are just I'd say I wouldn't I wouldn't say the majority, but I'd say at least over half uh, of those odds that they create are probably pretty inaccurate. Like, yeah, this is just basically what I what I'm thinking today. Yeah, like there's um, no real math involved. No, I know it's it's insane though. I don't know what uh, algorithm they've got down over there, but they are they're crazy. Yeah. Um, so should we, let's move on to actually the division winner last year, uh, the Washington Football Team snuck into the playoffs as a wild card at seven and nine, won their division two games on, or lost uh, more games than uh, I just totally was not saying the right things. Yeah. Lost more games than they won. Um, they were under 500 and still made the playoffs. Um, what's your kind of outlook on this uh, Washington team? So at least. Okay. So they added some receivers and free agency and, you know, they added some more guys to the draft with Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys and, you know, Damian Brown. And uh, at least to my knowledge, they didn't lose anyone from last year's roster. So I'm honestly, if, you know, considering they were the division winners, I think it's going to be a very tight race between them and the Cowboys. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, say what you will about the guy. When the time calls upon him, he delivers. I'm not saying he's, you know, like a playoff genius or even like that, because, you know, even with the Titans, he wasn't exactly successful. But as far as being like – Placing Ryan Fitzpatrick, I actually got that wrong because Fitzpatrick wasn't on the Titans. That was Tannehill. I apologize. Tannehill. He was yeah. on the Dolphins. Two Ryan. Yeah, two I know Ryan's. what you meant. Yeah, so placing Fitzpatrick in the NFC East, I think he's going to see this as like, okay, this is easier than what I'm used to. You know what I mean? Especially when he's used to having to play the Patriots, you know, with top, with, you know playing against Tom Brady as well and you know, the Bills as well too. I think this is going to be a good change for him. I'm going to see a successful season from him. It's definitely going to be a toss-up between either the Washington football team or the Cowboys. By the way, you and I should just name the Washington football team right now. What do you think they should be called? Uh, I don't know. The magic. Okay. <laughs> Something absurd. The Fitzmagics. I was going to say they should be the Washington National Treasure 2. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. That's really good. That's actually. a long name, but yeah, I think it'll, I it. it'll hold. It'll hold. I also, I think uh, Fitzpatrick did actually play on the Titans at one point in his career. So Just he's not, played on not, a lot of teams. Not a playoffs Titans. Yeah. So I apologize um, for my blunder. But yeah, no, I, I do agree with a lot of things you said. Um, you know, the, their biggest offseason move was signing Fitzpatrick, you know, upgrading uh, at that QB spot. You know, last year, the Washington football team was known for their defense. Obviously, you know, they were like fourth in points against, like they had the second best passing defense. Um, we saw what the addition of Chase Young did for that defensive line. The dude was just absolutely electric to watch even just as a rookie. Like I can't even like, I can't believe what that dude's probably going to look like in a few years, but yeah, we really can't pretend that this offense was good. Like at all, dude. I mean, no. they were playing QB pinball the whole year. Like they had Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke. Like that's obviously a recipe for disaster. Um, and overall it was just the offense. I mean, they were, 
the opposite of the defense. They are bottom four in yards, uh, 25th in points per game. So it's like, it seems like it can only go up from there, which I agree. Um, do I think that fits magic will magically make this offense a top 15 offense? No, I really don't. Um, you know, he's a gunslinger, but he's not a quarterback that's going to strike fear. Um, in like a defense's eyes. So he's also getting there and getting up there in age. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of young talent on the team though. I mean, scary Terry, McLaurin, um, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, the running back. I mean, yeah. but I don't think like either of those guys has like the potential, like a Derek Henry or, you know, Devonte Adams that like they're, they're not like game changer, skill players you know and you can quote me on that i hope they prove me wrong but like i don't think this offense is still like that good you know oh yeah absolutely so if if i don't know if you're about to ask for my kind of position currently but so if they win the nfc east this year so that's the first time or the last time that they won the nfc east in consecutive seasons was the early 2000s so if they want to do that there's two things that they need to do okay first of all they need to get behind fitzpatrick they need to you know they need to be able to rally behind a guy that has this much experience in the nfl and is not a terrible quarterback right i'm not saying alex smith is a bad quarterback i'm just saying that team just did not click very well alex smith is a not not bad quarterback either but like you know Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely going to have to be the leader of this team. He's going to need to step up. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick can throw farther downfield than Alex too. Smith can. Yeah, so Skill-wise, Ryan adds. Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback. Exactly. So yeah. I'm just saying, but if the team can't click behind that new offense, they're just going to go below 500 again. So here's the second thing I was going to say. Scheduling. Okay. So they have – so that, that extra game that they have, that's going to be a road game against Buffalo. That's going to be a super hard thing, too. And then they're going to have to play the Seahawks. They're going to have to play Green Bay. They're going to have to face, you know, Bears, Vikings, Lions. Like, and they're going to – so pretty much – so they play the entire NFC North this year, which, you know, I would say the entire NFC has just made so many changes to their teams this year. It's astronomical. I'm honestly yeah. so excited to watch the NFC this year because it's either going to be, like, a really cool just new thing or it's mm-hmm. going to be a total shit show. So, honestly, they, they don't have an easy schedule this year. I will say that. So, I just yeah. – especially, you know, they got the Cowboys twice too. I just – I want to say that they – like, if they can overcome those two obstacles, I think they're going to be able to win the NFC East. So, but my, my official um, prediction right now is that they go 10-7. and seven. I think – I've kind of changed my mind a little bit. So, I, I think they're, they might come ahead of the Cowboys if they can – do those two things yeah so the, when looking at their schedule because i noticed the a common uh occurrence on the other teams in the nfc east schedule is they play um a lot of um afc west teams do they play the chiefs at all the or the chargers um the the washington football team yes they did yeah okay so, yeah, I mean, that's a tough draw right there. I mean, um, you have to play some, some, of the best, uh, some of the best teams in other divisions. Like, that Even right there conferences. is just – Yeah, so it's uh, – that's, that's tough. That's a tough draw. Like, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, defense does win championships, yes. But, I mean, this day of age in the NFL, 
you know, the more points you can score, the better. And I, I don't see Washington being consistent enough on the offensive side of the ball. So I am going to predict they go eight and nine okay. and they're and they're the Vegas line total right now for wins. It's at eight. So, I mean, that would be a push, which is kind of boring, but um, I think, I think the Washington is, I think they're a 500 ish team, you know? Okay. I mean, we can honestly say the same, like that every team in the NFC East is most likely going to be a 500 ish team this year. So that's honestly the fun part about kind of analyzing this because the fact that these teams are so average in every aspect or some even below average, it's honestly fun just to kind of see like, okay, how average are they going to do though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. What team should we move on to next? My friend. Uh, let's do, let's do the giants since they were technically the better team. Okay. Fair enough. So first of all, Saquon Barkley is going to carry this team again, my opinion. Yeah, they're, they'll be happy to get that guy back for sure. Um, so, yeah, last year, Giants, they went 6-10. and 10. Um, Joe Judge's second year as head coach. Uh, I forgot to mention Ron Rivera for Washington. I, I don't know if I've said this before, but he's actually technically the longest tenured coach in the NFC – or the – yeah, the NFC East, and he got his job like last year, January. Yeah. So uh, everyone else's second year other than uh, Eagles, but we'll get to that. But a lot of people hated the hire last year, Joe Judge, but I honestly, I think he's held his own. Um, you know, last year they were without their best player and, you know. Yeah, because Saquon Barkley, like he literally tore his ACL. Yeah, and I think the Giants are a sneaky team, dude. Mm-hmm. And And for a division that's, you know, it's fairly open for teams to win it. Um, if they just like go on a run, you know, they like, I could see Joe judge being like a sneaky, you know, coach of the year option. Yeah. I, his odds are like 25 to one. I looked it up. Um, they started one and seven on the season last year, ended five and three. So I don't know. I think, I think they could, uh, I think they could turn some heads for sure. Mm-hmm. And honestly, one thing I do like about Joe judge with say Barkley, sorry to keep throwing his name out there like that, but well, he's the best um, player. <laughs> exactly. So I like that they're looking long-term here. They're not trying to rush his, you know, return by any means. Like yeah, there, there's something that Joe judge is cooking up here that we're just mm-hmm. not seeing. So I honestly, I'm excited just to see kind of how their season goes, like turns out as well too. And honestly, schedule wise, assuming how average that the actual NFC East is going to be. Okay. So here's the thing. So they're playing, they also play the chiefs. They play the Buccaneers, you know, they play the chargers, they play the bears. They're going to have a tough schedule too. I think just pretty much the entire NFC East just kind of got like, you know, uh, just kind of boned schedule wise. Yeah. So they play the Rams as well too. I forgot to throw that in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So the giants, assuming they can keep their offense healthy, they might be, I I do not think by any means that they're going to be the best team in the NFC East, but I do think that they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. They're going to be closer to 500. I will definitely agree with you there. Um, And it kind of all banks on the fact that I'm still unsure if I'm in on Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. you know, this is his make or break year. Like actually, you know, people have been saying that, but like, this is his Mitch Trubisky year, you know, like if he doesn't perform, like they will get rid of him. Um, and I, I do think the giants in the off season, they did a really good job on 
surrounding him with some talent. They drafted Kadarius Tony, um, Florida wide receiver, who's a beast. He just, I think he just got COVID though, unfortunately, but whatever. I think he'll be back in time for the season. But they signed Kenny Galladay in free agency from the Lions, which, you know, I think Daniel Jones needed an actual wide receiver one, and uh, Galladay will definitely fill that role. But the main thing that I love about the Giants is just like their defense is very, very sneaky. Yeah. So they signed a couple guys. Uh, they signed a Dory Jackson from the Titans. Um, but the, I saw like Pro Football Focus actually had like their secondary as one of the most improved uh, in the offseason. They, they got a new defensive coordinator, uh, Patrick Graham, who I personally think could be a head coach in a few years because he's that good. Um, you know, on paper, like the defense looks great. They like the like the the defensive line is sweet. They've got a guy that just had eleven and a half sacks last year, Leonard Williams, beast. Um, got Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers in the secondary coming off big years. I Dude. really think this this defense is gonna be nasty. Jabril Peppers. I haven't even thought of that name in so long. I remember just he was the last cover of NCAA football, bro, back in twenty fourteen. But okay. Also um getting back to kind of just management and coaching of the giants so i actually just i'm reading right now uh this came out today so they cut kelvin benjamin from the team before he even got into like a full training camp practice so kelvin benjamin used to play for the chiefs he was a tight end he didn't have a great season Um, he wasn't a tight end he's a wide receiver wide receiver he looked like a tight end he was big yeah wide receiver i apologize um but Basically, so he was trying to make his comeback and everything. He gets to training camp, but I guess Joe Judge just went up and talked to him along with some of the other guys in management. And I'm reading right now, so the uh, the conversation lasted several minutes, and Benjamin got extremely heated, stormed <laughs> off to the locker room, and his his release is officially or release got like officially announced today. That's funny. They're probably just like, "Hey, dude, like you're no. you're fat." I apologize. Too much so, of a fatty. Brennan, I was right. He was coming back as a tight end, not a wide receiver. So For was, the Giants? Yeah, yeah, he was trying to play as a tight end. Okay. I, I do kind of remember hearing about that. He's got the look at physique of a tight end. Yeah, look at you getting in my head. Well, he he hasn't played tight end before, which is probably why he didn't make the roster. But I think the Giants, I think they also they got another tight end in free agency, but I don't remember. Wasn't he Travis Kelsey? Wasn't he Travis Kelsey's backup for the chiefs? Like in 2018, Calvin Benjamin. Yes. No, or he was at least so. on the receiving core. No, he was on the bills. I think then, cause he was on the Panthers before that he had like one sweet season with the Panthers. I think it was cams MVP. Yeah. Season. That was in 2014. Yeah. So after that, he's kind of just been fat and slow since then. So oh, brutal. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I kind of like, I slightly sense like my, my QB senses are tingling. I, I feel like Daniel Jones, it might have a bump this year. Um, you know, and if and it doesn't happen, then he just, he sucks. Like they're going to have to move on from him. But I personally, the Vegas line right now is seven win total. Um, I agree with you. I think I think they can go over, but I think over just 500? barely. So I think they could go eight and nine, or possibly nine and eight. You know, call me crazy. Call me crazy. <laughs> I'll call you crazy. <laughs> That's yeah, our they, fir- would, they would just have to do really well in the NFC East for them to go nine and eight. 
But. Yeah, absolutely. Which honestly, with their schedule this year, I just don't think it can happen. No, I I agree. But I I would love to see it. I I I do like the Giants. I I think they're a fun team. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right. So I'm gonna actually just go ahead and agree with you. Um, I'd like to see nine and eight, but honestly, I think it's gonna be eight nine. Yeah. I mean, I we're right there. Nines, it, yeah, it's it's probably more realistic for them to not be over five hundred. It kind of sucks that there's not a five hundred option. It well, really there's eight, eight, and one. Yeah, I wish. I hope teams just do that. Just tie at least one yeah. game. Yeah, come on. Why do we want five hundred teams, bro? That's just that's that's literally the most average you can get as a football team. Yeah, but it's it's perfect. Eight and eight is just it's crisp. It's, it's crisp. You're it's right. A cr- it's it's like, a crunchy record. It's a, just a crisp autumn afternoon, and it smells like football and chili and dude speaking of fall i'm not gonna get off topic anymore tonight but i uh i received a bath and body works fall autumn candle uh from my girlfriend when i was helping her move into her apartment yesterday and i literally wrote a note on the top of the lid said not to open or ignite until september 1st dude autumn scented candles it smells like pumpkin it's so good they they go crazy, dude. Exactly, it's like a pumpkin bonfire. It's delicious. Okay, it's like but, ecstasy. <laughs> it's like yeah. ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm not a drug addict, Brennan. <laughs> All right, let's let's, uh, let's move on to um, just the hot mess in the NFCs. Let's go to get to uh, Dem Eagles. Coming out of Lincoln Financial Field, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, the only team in the NFL with an actual jail cell in their stadium. And they are expecting Zach Ertz to be on the roster week one. Yes, they're, that is they're expected what? Zach Ertz to be back. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's surprising, actually. That's news to me. It does make a difference. So I want to see how well they get along without Doug Peterson as their head coach. Yeah, so obviously that was one of the – the biggest parts of their offseason was the head coach search. Um, actually, I would say their biggest offseason move was just getting rid of Carson Wentz. They're gotcha. Wentz-free. Um, I saw that I saw that they're... Um, they're Wentz-exempt. Yeah. Madden had him down at a 72 overall. That's so mean. <laughs> That's so mean. Wow. That is just absolutely just insane. But that means it's Jalen Hurts time. Oh, it's um, Jalen time. I absolutely love Hertz, and I can't wait wait to watch him more. Um, but I do have huge concerns with this Eagles, you know, decision making in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in first year, thirty uh, nine year old head coach Nick Sirianni. You know, young coaches are fine. We've obviously seen some success with guys like you know, Sean Matt McVay, LaFleur, Sean McVay. Um, but Sirianni brought in a fairly inexperienced coaching staff with him, um, all whose resumes are relatively thin. So I don't know how well this adjustment is going to be to the mm-hmm. big leagues. So um, I'm not a huge fan of all of it, and I don't think it's going to be a good like stepping stone in developing Jalen Hurts, just like surrounding him with a bunch of guys that are kind of just like – not winging it, but you know, a lot of these guys are very inexperienced, so it's, well, it's not a great look. I'm kind of following this. I wouldn't say it's a conspiracy, but it's kind of like a little uh, little hex that Oklahoma quarterbacks just have such a tough time adjusting in the NFL right away. Like if you look at every single OU quarterback, going back to like probably 29, we'll start with Sam Bradford. They just had such a hard time adjusting to the NFL, Brennan. He was he used to be an eagle as well. 
Exactly. That too. And because I mean, the even frailest look at Baker. little guy ever. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at Baker Mayfield. His first couple of years in the Browns were God awful. Like it was yeah. last year. He made a name for himself on that team. I mean, he, he already owned that team, especially when, you know, Hugh Jackson got fired, but still like they're just, they're cursed. I think OU quarterbacks are cursed. Yeah. And the, the Mayfield bump was, you know, partially due to Stefanski coming in and kind of changing up. Um, the coach in there so I mean you know it could I could eat eat my words and Sirianni's a, a good a good step for Jalen Hurts but mm-hmm. it just seems like a messy situation to want a second year quarterback who just fought for his job last year and you know had some shining moments some not so shiny moments um, I, I just think it's kind of a murky situations so, okay well, yeah um, nice that was a little that, that was almost like a little community gag when they just said oh i'm dean-tastic yeah. um okay but actually so i did just see this quote from nick sirianni saying he literally wants um he wants jalen hurts pretty much to run the team he said in quotes he's going to take the reins i love that yeah i'm honestly because I, I i love it when they hype up new quarterbacks like that it's just yeah it, it's it's like a new setting. You have all leadership. these young guys that are coming into the league. Oh um, yeah, they have the youngest wide receiver core in the NFL right now too. So yeah, and a, an exciting one. But um, you know, it's more like of a regular occurrence now for a rookie quarterback to just like come in and and start. I guess Jalen Hurts didn't do that, but he probably should have. But these these younger quarterbacks are just like. <laughs> it sounds they're cool. cliche. They're cool and they're just built different, dude. Like they are. Like <laughs> it sounds like nerdy and lame, but they really are. Wow, um, like Jalen Hurts. I wish. Like I saw this today, actually, or no, it was it was one a day ago or so. But it was should the the Texans should they trade Deshaun Watson um to the eagles for jalen hurts in a first round pick or something else so but i was like why why would you do that if you're the eagles like i understand deshaun watson as of right now was probably a better quarterback yeah he is but at least experience wise and just 100 skill it's just a shitty person yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like why would you want to take on that baggage when you are nightmare could, when you could potentially have like a gem of a quarterback um in jalen hurts so I don't know. I think uh, the Eagles, you know, their offseason was fine. Um, their draft was fine. I really like Devonta Smith. I think it'll be cool to see him, you know, reunite with um, his Alabama. I, I think he played with Jalen Hurts a bit, so it'll be cool to see them reunite. Um, but, I mean, other than uh, other than Devonta Smith, though, like their, their draft was just pretty mediocre. Yeah. Um, and same with the rest of their transactions in the off season. So for me, you know, last year they were four, 11 and one really bad yeah. this year. Um, the Vegas line has them at seven total wins. And, you know, I I've been, that. I, I could see it, but at least for everything, everything would have to go right for them to get seven wins. I think I hear you dude. Cause honestly, Jesus, oh, dude, I keep saying my buzzwords. I'm trying so hard. I'm so confident. <laughs> I don't know. No, but every time a team basically just pretty much rebuilds it, so they got a new head coach, they got a new quarterback, they got a new receiving core, 
that's a lot of really big changes. Even with the Bears, I don't think they're going to have – okay, and don't take this personally whatsoever. I don't think the Bears are going to have an amazing season this year just because they have Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about the rebuilding process. They might not be good this year, but the Eagles could be dominating the NFC East next year. You know what I'm saying? Like it all just depends on how this goes, how well the team clicks together, and you know, I just we got to see some new coaching abilities. Obviously, one that doesn't throw games, and we'll just we'll see what happens. But honestly, I could definitely agree with Vegas odds having the Eagles winning seven games. Yeah, they're going to go I, negative. I, That's that, I, that that fact is certain. They're going to go yeah, negative. Yep, no doubt. Um, actually, if they go positive, I'll throw myself eat your off hat. the bridge. Okay, don't do that. Maybe just like eat something that human beings don't actually eat. Yeah, like, I'll eat like, like my sister's cat. Okay, that works too. Okay, um, no, but I, <laughs> I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a a very good NFL career. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to necessarily start next season. Um, I'm going to take the under on the Vegas total wins. Um, I would too. I, I could see them going like six and ten or six and eleven. So, um, but no, I, I think it'll it'll be a fun six and eleven though. You know what I mean? It'll be a fun six and eleven. It will be. <laughs> If you're an Eagles fan, you're excited to see Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, especially getting rid of once, too. Yeah, it, yeah, that baggage is gone. So now you can – it's the next step, and it's an exciting step. So, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the – I think it's fair to say, like, Bears fans are kind of in the same type of boat. You know, they've, they've got hope on the horizon. You know, it might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but, you know, it's, it's coming. So. Or the next day. Well, the next day, half glass full. No, seriously, my my mental health has just been incredibly so much better since you've transcended Justin Fields. Yeah, it really, it's actually, actually, it is insane how much it has changed. Why do they call it emotional baggage? Why not just call it a grief case? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but yeah, so that's our prediction. So, ladies and germs and gentlemen, sorry, I said that earlier. So that is our prediction and our analyzation analysis of the nfc east for the 2021 nfl football season next week we will probably just do nfc first because that's going to be a lot easier just because they have so many changes or honestly that that probably would be more difficult because they have so many more changes going on within the uh the conference so we'll pick something else next week as well uh brennan if you're satisfied with this answer i think we should move on to our final segment yeah i think uh i think next week we should look at the reigning Super Bowl champions division and uh, we can make some predictions about that one. We can. I have a lot to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but real quick, before we end our football segment, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, I saw uh, an article on Twitter that said, let me, let me pull it out real quick. Um, breaking Kansas city Chiefs QB Patrick Mahomes has left training camp and says he will not play another down in the NFL until the team changes their name via Adam Schefter. And I thought this was real, and my stomach dropped. And I almost threw up right where I was. I was at work on my lunch break yesterday when I saw this. And then I looked up, and it was Barry McCockner. I got buried. <laughs> Did I got he change buried. his picture to Adam? To no, he Shefty? changed it to the Sports Center logo. I'm showing you on the camera right now. Oh, uh, okay. He literally changed it to the Sports Center logo. That's so, funny. Yeah, I was like, 
I was freaking out. I said it to my friends, like, I hate my life. And one of them was like, one of them thought it was real because he didn't see the Barry McCocker. He's like, yeah, I was going to send that to you, but I uh, didn't want you to get too upset while you're handling people's finances. And I was like, yeah, probably a good move. It was fake. Dumbass. So yeah, I just, I just want to throw that out there. I got buried. Barry McCocker's back and he's still pissing me off. So let's go ahead and get into our final segment. Brennan, which, which sports should not be in the Olympics? So is this just something like we think is like unnecessary, too easy or something? Unnecessary is the good word for it. So guys, we're actually, so we're, 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 we're doing general Olympics here. So that includes summer and winter. That's not including the world cup. <laughs> okay. So cause soccer is the world sport. So Brennan, what should go first? What should be gone? What should be canceled so, out of the world games? So I had, I had to look up a little list of, uh, Olympic sports just so I could uh, get a good gauge. There are many of them. There are way more than I thought. Um, So the first one I got was actually an Olympic uh, winter Olympic sport Mm -hmm. and it's the luge. Um, (laughs) Can you elaborate? I don't know if I can. I really don't even know what it is. Like, is it sledding? Is it a boob luge? Um, (laughs) I was going to ask you that second one. (laughs) um the little the little like uh, i'm researching it it is sledding that they got right here it looks like it's sledding okay um but no i it's it made its olympic debut in 1964 so it's it's been around for a while Mm -hmm. and i have never once seen luge in the olympics i think i understand why like beer luges or like what just a luge like as far as the drinking culture goes i understand why it's called that now like it's just going I, I down do head first really fast it's going all sorts of directions like i completely get it now and that's just that is so funny to me it's funny that it's ironic actually that we're out of college and now we're understanding some of the meaning behind some of these uh, unnecessary forms of consumption yeah no so i uh I don't think that sledding should really be a uh, an Olympic sport, so I think I'll stand behind that one. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with my first one, kind of a newer one that they actually just imported this year, skateboarding. Mm. And now hear me out. This is coming from a skateboard enthusiast such as myself. <laughs> skateboarding, in my opinion, is not a sport. It is not. It, skateboarding is a sport as much as chess. So – Honestly, if you're gonna I disagree have skate- with that. <laughs> if you're gonna have skateboarding in the Olympics, might as well throw chess in there. No, but seriously, Brennan, like I don't, I don't even know how you measure the competition. Like how how many how many sick uh, ollies they can perform down a half pipe. Like, well, do you think do you think snowboarding should be an Olympic sport? That's a completely different circumstance because they're going down a hill the entire time. Skateboarding, they're literally like going through a skate park. They's not. There's That's no true. actual like. It, like, but it's still based off of like points, right? It is. So but they're measured differently. Kinda, but skateboarding, yeah. okay. First of all, it's two entirely different cultures as well. Snowboarding, you're literally going down a mountain, trying not to wipe out and kill yourself. Skateboarding, mm-hmm. you're just going down like a little five foot ramp, like doing some spins and coming back up on the other side. Honestly, I just. And I, I, as much as I love the fashion of the outfits that were picked, especially oh, they were US, sick. They were sick. They were completely sick. I just do not think it should be in the Olympics. I also saw the. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. 
the the guy who won um, gold in skateboarding, his first ever skateboarding. Uh, is his name Bryce? No, um, <clears throat> it was a Japanese kid. So he um, he won gold while performing five minutes from where he grew up, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Honestly, I feel like uh, host countries do significantly better than they do in past Olympics when they're hosting. They probably do. And, and part of it's got to be like, that's what, this is what I always think about, like, especially with like, you know, basketball. Um, I mean, they, they play at like such crazy, like the jet lag has got to be insane if you're outside of like the, the country that's hosting. I mean, right now, Japan, like, what are they, eight hours ahead of us? Like, I don't even know. Like, that's like almost that. like a half day. Like, so they're not behind us, are they? Like, they're not on the international date line. I can't remember. Hold on. I'm looking. Japan time zone. Because isn't, yeah, no, they're not. Because isn't Australia technically ahead of us, too? Yeah, they are. Uh, yes. So, so, so right Japan's now, probably the same. Yeah, right now it's 11 17 a.m., July 29th over there. <laughs> so, oh my God. Or 11 17. So, 11:17 so they they are uh they're 14 hours ahead so that's even worse than i thought um that's crazy so that that jet lag has got to take like a long time to overcome so absolutely i'm sure as as a an athlete from a different country you know you're probably not all there for um for a good while but all right so uh another one that i had written down was uh handball specifically beach handball yours are creative as hell (laughs) well i just i just looked at them and i was like this there's no way right um so i just saw that and i was thought it was hilarious i mean i think i can play that drunk you know beach handball i think i play that on the beach hammered every single time Mm -hmm. i don't really know exactly what handball is 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 that where you're it's like soccer but with your hands with your hands probably (laughs) <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but right. um, but no, I I think that's kind of a ridiculous Olympic sport, you know. I agree, and the horse girls are gonna be mad at me for this next one. Equestrian. I saw that one. So it's base. So the, to to those, so the uninitiated. Uh, so equestrian is basically horseback riding. So basically, you're divided into three different like things called disciplines, right? So that's jumping, dressage, and eventing. Okay. Dressage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dumb, isn't it? The thing, this, it's been in the Olympics for 121 years. Wow. And well, I mean, you got to think like horse racing was like the OG sport. You know right. I mean? But the funny thing is, is the humans riding the horses aren't doing any of the work. <laughs> that's exactly horse, what I was going to say. Like, the who wins the gold the medal? Racing. So, honestly, yeah, that's just, yeah, honestly, yeah, that's pretty a, messed up. That's a really good point. Like, it should stay in the Kentucky Derby or whatever the hell the other countries, like, have in their stead of horse racing. But it should yeah. not be an Olympic sport where people that are just riding animals are honored for their service. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and this one, I think we'll have to embrace some debate. And for me, it doesn't really go that deep, but I just think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's shooting. Um, and I just think it's weird because it just opens up so many American jokes, especially if we win the competition. Why piss off, mate. You get shot up some maths class. 
exactly. Um, no, but I, I just think it's like it, 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 I'm sure it involves skill, but I trap shot an Olympic level of skill. Yeah. Maybe not the Olympics. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I shoot. That's, a, that's something that should no say scope. in America. And just if you not... can, if you can no scope 360, no scope someone that should be, that should be an Olymp- Olympic sport 360, no scoping someone. Have you seen the picture of that Russian girl in the shooting uh, competition and her, uh, like her stance looked like a pirate from like a Disney movie. I have not, but it I'm was hilarious. Interested. She was like, had her hand on her hip. She was like standing back and like her, first of all, her, her pistol <laughs> looked like a little flintlock. And see, like if you could just leisurely stand there like that and shoot. Well, first of all, she's also Russian. It. So I think that I'm has sure. something to do with it, but, uh, That's fair. <laughs> but she's just like standing there and just, but yeah i just thought it was funny uh okay do you want me to get my next one please i don't i'm sure you have this on your list but trampolines i i definitely saw that one and it was uh i didn't even know what to think i didn't even know that wasn't the olympics because first of all like how can you expect first okay when the olympics aren't america i don't even think you and i are old enough to even remember the last time the olympics were in america i know they were in georgia at some point in our lives but yeah, uh, and they'll be in LA in 2028, which I think I'm actually going to go to uh, for a couple days. But, dude, trampolining is a recreational, fun thing to do with your friends. You want to go jump around, blow off some steam, and like potentially just like have the thrill of possibly falling through and breaking your legs? Absolutely. But why get judged on it and actually have an Olympic sport? Like anybody, like I weigh. Okay, I'm not gonna say my weight on air, but like you know, I'm I'm a bigger guy. Like I could even go in and I could do a couple backflips and some spins if I had like literally two days worth of practice. Like if I'm just like, oh, okay, if I just move my legs in this position, like I could do everything that they're doing in a two day time span. And you know if you what? Don't I- believe me, I will go and buy a trampoline from Walmart and I will get a video of myself doing it and post it on the Instagram. You know what I think it is probably what. It's that one game where somebody curls up in an egg and everyone like jumps around them trying to break the egg. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, who, it's whoever could last longest wins the gold. <laughs> that that a, game was sweet though. That's not, that's not like kind of sexual there. Whoever can last longest gets the gold. Whoever can last longest before entering the egg. Oh my god! Um, I don't know. I, I didn't even. Right, that is technically sense. how that works. So kind of. If, if we're getting on that level, but yeah, trampoline's a dumb sport for the Olympics. Just go That's back crazy. and do it in your backyard if you want to like it so bad. Good lord. Yeah, I agree. All right, go ahead. Sorry about my tangent. Um. So I mean, this. I now I'm just kind of to some honorable mentions. Um. I mean, golf. It does it really need to be an Olympic sport? No. I no. mean, it's we fun. have. We, there's a golf tournament every single – there's international ones every single weekend. So it's it's not like it's uh, – That's how I spend my Sundays. Yeah. And there was also a, a winter Olympic sport that looks like the opposite of luge, and it's called the skeleton. It's called skeleton. I thought you were about to say the douge. The douge. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it looks like it's also sledding, but it's like face first instead. So yeah, it's, it's um, basically what kids do when they want to make sledding fun, especially when you get like a little snow ramp going, like you just go face first. And you're just like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to actually feel like I'm flying rather than just like laying down awkwardly and just like 
stiff as a board. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're stiff as a board. <laughs> Do you want me to be? <laughs> All right. What are your last ones? Uh, my last one uh, officially is curling. This has been around for a while. Curling is the most boring sport I think I've ever. I, for some reason, every time the Winter Olympics are on, I'm somehow only watching either ski jumps or I'm watching curling. Dude, I honestly think and curling the, is pretty funny to watch. It's hilarious to watch because everyone just memes on it. And, I know. You know, Canada kicks everyone's ass every single year. And I'm not trying to like you know throw anything on Canada. They got enough to deal with with their wildfires right now. But dude, curling is just such a boring sport. Anybody can do that. It's it's so. I don't know if I could. You couldn't throw a weighted thing down an ice shaft or whatever the hell it is, or an ice lane and sweep it. You can't. You can't sweep ice, Brennan. Is that something? You is that what that? Really? Uh, is that what that little motion was? Your hand motion uh, sweeping. That was. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, people can't see this, so I know we'd have well, to the put video some recorded, discretion I... advised on yeah. this. But no, it's just, it's so dumb. I just, it, it cannot continue. At this point, they're just like, you know what? This is the sport everyone hates the most. Let's just put it on because we want to see actual memes of it again. Exactly. That's, that's, and it that's, probably that has to be fairly good reason. ratings because of it. Yeah. It has to be their only reason for keeping it in the Olympics, but nobody enjoys watching it unless you're, you yourself are a curler enthusiast or a curler uh, professionally and you just weren't good enough to make the Olympics. Yeah, I agree. Those so. are some uh, some good sports that I, I think should just be – they should be canceled from the Olympics. They should be canceled. We need to go out and do this. We, like when, when At the end of church on Sunday when you hear, go in peace and do the Lord's work, this is what – This is the Lord's about. work. This is the Lord's work. We need to go out and just start canceling really dumb sports. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Olympically dumb sports. You know, I love skateboarding. I love a lot of like, – I think luge sledding is awesome, but it just – I think boob luges are awesome. Yeah, and I love jumping on trampolines, and I love sweeping bricks on ice until <laughs> they reach a certain target. No, but honestly, I'm not throwing any shade on these sports. I just don't think they should exist anymore, at least in the <laughs> Olympics. They should add uh, – what's that uh, Quidditch? They should just add Quidditch. Can we just figure out how no, to do dude, that. Dude, there is like an actual like rec league of Quidditch where people like just pretend they're flying on broomsticks. Like they got them just in between their legs. They have like their little paddles or whatever the hell they use in that movie. I'm pretty um, sure I saw somebody on uh, Nebraska's campus playing. Like I'm pretty sure I saw a group of people playing Quidditch. I know exactly what you're talking about because I I definitely saw that too, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. But I'm a nice hey, person. Good for them. I, I didn't record it and put it on social media like some mean <laughs> people in the world would. I, I might have i'm a good person no, I... all right but yeah so the olympics are fun you guys should go watch them fun. just not those sports that we just mentioned and luckily <laughs> i don't know do you do you know this question for me so since they delayed the summer olympics by a year are the winter olympics still on track for next year uh because the winter olympics were supposed to be next year 2022 right right yeah um yeah, I think they they still start in 2022, I believe. Okay, cool. Yeah, February. So yeah, we're only gonna have to go like less than a year or uh, year and yeah. a half. No, no wait, yeah, it is less than a year. Next yeah, year. Okay. I know it feels crazy that it still doesn't feel real that like this year is 2021. 
No, it doesn't. I, honestly, just, you know, I work at a bank and, you know, I have to write the date on a lot of things. And like, I, every time I write 21, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Cause you know, we still have like all the code precautions and stuff in our branch. And yeah, it just, last year just never ended. It feels like. You remember in like grade school when you'd have to put the date on everything and After New Year's. it would be like a new year. Yeah. Like if you remembered to put the new year date, you felt like such a beast. Dude, seriously. And I, I would always make it a point. So, cause at that point you're like coming back from school right after your winter break. You'd be that guy in the class. that's like, remember guys, it's the new year. That has the same energy from the other guys. And he's like, it's not 15, everybody. Let's have a great day. No, but I was always, I was that kid though. I wasn't the one announcing it to people, but I was the one actually like remembering. Cause that's all I would think about is like, Oh, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do my bell work and I'm going to remember that. Oh, it's, it's 2007 now. Look at me, guys. <laughs> there were a few, few joys back then that were like that, you know, sitting well, especially in the back when the of teachers the bus. Messed up cracking your back on the the chairs and i never the, had to ride a bus you didn't yeah get off my ass broke bitch wow dude you're so privileged <laughs> but um did you ever have those uh desks this is so off topic but did you ever have those desks where you would like they were so good that you could like crack your back really well on them like you could grab like the you know the sides of the desk push back and like crack your back just I had those in high school. So, so. Okay, in, so maybe they were high school ones. Yeah, because in high school, my desks were the chairs that like were connected to the desks. And then yes. in grade school, they were the ones that just slid out. Because like, like, the grade school desks were like, everything was kind of like compiled together. Yeah. So there was like four desks in like one spot. And then, but. I miss those. I, if I ever like have a lot of money... I think that is going to be one of my purchases. Just like stick it in like my basement or something. You're just going to buy a desk. <laughs> so I can crack, crack my back on it. <laughs> no, he's not going to go to cryotherapy. No, he's not going to buy a super expensive thing. that just like is basically a chiropractor without an actual person's name. No, he's going to buy an elementary school desk <laughs> so he can go and crack his back the old fashioned way. You were such, oh my gosh. You it's were not so a bad extra. Idea. You were so extra. All yeah. right that was that was enough um so yeah that's our show thanks for sticking around this long if you guys did just to hear me and brennan have a little nostalgia uh, <laughs> episode so speaking of this episode you will not find it on youtube i've given up on that aspect but you will find it on spotify and yes, i'm going to advertise it on instagram and we do have an instagram for this podcast as well and it's called spicy things up pod we also have a gmail spice things up podcast at gmail.com this look could be hitting me that's our show see you next week see you guys i don't want to be around anymore like you don't want to live anymore i don't know you're saying you don't want to live because you're wearing that suit yeah Okay, yeah, let's scrap it. Yeah, let's scrap it. Then what's the show? God damn it!